Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is 11 p.m. Eastern Standard, March 10th, 2019. This is your WWE Fastlane pay-per-view recap. I am Don Tony, and he is... Kevin Castle battling technology. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. My first time. I got it right the first eight times, then the ninth time. I got wrong. Yeah, I... Um, I want to apologize to everyone in advance if you hear me clearing my throat a couple of times. Hopefully I won't have to use a fucking um, urinal or anything like that, but I am just pumped up right now with pain meds, with fluids, with air, and it just sucks. I want to thank everybody for the good well wishes. I got home from the hospital about seven hours ago. And I am in excruciating pain right now. It is unbelievable, but hey, you know, the this, this surgery took an extra hour. Um, there was some complications. I was supposed to actually go home um, Friday night, and then they said, oh, no, 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 Saturday morning. And then Saturday, there was some complications. Everything was all discombobulated, so they're like, okay, uh, Sunday. So I was like, fuck, I didn't expect to be there, you know, 48 hours, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, the one good thing is is that if people have been following everything that I've been telling about this pain, I've been having this weird burning sensation. Um, they apparently found that too. And it was yeah. crazy scar tissue and it was piece of a mesh from a hernia operation I had about seven years ago that somehow oh, traveled. Yeah. But, you know, I posted a little photo on Twitter earlier today. They did eight incisions, not including the big one in my lower abdominal area. I just wow. didn't take a picture all the way down there because I don't think anybody wants to see some pubes. So I can't no, even no. laugh all that much. I can't cough. I'm still- Where did they cut you from, like your groin to your navel? No, no, no. They just did like a, like a two-inch incision like below my belly button all the way, you know, right above that area. But they also did eight incisions on my stomach area. Um, they did two on that side to basically look around and, you know, they found that uh, a ton of scar tissue. It's so much to explain. I'll tell everybody another time when I actually can talk longer. It's just even talking right now, it actually hurts. But you know, I promised everyone that I would do the recap, 
probably not going to be on tomorrow because my doctor told me this morning, he says, look, we've been pumping you up with some severe pain meds. When you go home tonight, tomorrow, he says, you're going to be in excruciating pain. I right now, no bullshit, have a pack of uh, chicken wings, buffalo wings that I have wrapped inside a towel and I have it sitting on my uh, in one of my incisions on my stomach. So You can eat that? No, no, no! I can't eat it. I just oh, have it oh. frozen. I just put it on oh. a, a towel and oh, I have. Oh, he's talking about like a like a, a, a cold pack. Like yeah, that. like a cold pack. It's the only way I could be able to do this tonight. Well, so. they, they get they didn't give you any stuff like that. You got to go. Buy oh it. no, no, no! I got like oxy, and they gave me you know. They, no, no, like the cold the cold packs you put in your. Oh no, 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 no! They didn't give me any of that. Nope. No, so, but we're here for WWE Fast Lane. The pay per view just ended a few minutes ago, and. um you know, I tell you, it wasn't a bad pay-per-view, but it just felt like an unnecessary pay-per-view. Because if you really think about it, we said all along, they're going to take the scenic route with Becky Lynch, and it's going to be a three-way. And that's exactly right. what's happening. We said they're going to take the scenic route with Kofi Kingston. That's exactly what's going to happen. Other than that, all they really did today is just further the storyline with The Miz and Shane McMahon. Yeah, it's true. That's all they did. But uh, I don't know. What did you think of the pay-per-view overall? I mean, you know, what what stood out to you right away? I mean, it's, I don't know. I just think a lot of these matches were just anticlimactic. You know, it's like you got Becky out there with Charlotte. And, you know, she's limping up a storm, which I think is just way overacting at this point. And then just Ronda Rousey comes out there, you know, causes the DQ. And she's in the Mania match. After this entire fucking storyline, she just goes out there, closes the DQ, she's in the match. How come there's no Vince coming out there? How come there's no Stephanie? How come there's nobody saying, no, 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 this is not the way it's going to be? It just, I don't know, it just it felt cheap today. And Mustafa Ali, it was nice to see him being put into that main event, but it kind of felt reminiscent of the Yes Movement and Batista. Yeah, I mean, it, it furthered a couple of storylines. The Ronda, I think that's what it was. I mean, the Shane McMahon and Miz match, which was on pretty early, in my opinion, but and especially in Ohio, and they wound up turning Shane. I guess the McMahons are all, you know, that bastard clan that they were in the Attitude Era. Now back to that, which is what they needed to be. Shane's, uh, you know, goody uh, goody act was running was running thin on everybody, and uh, Miz will be the face. It's clear. I think they needed to go that way. We all thought it was going to be the other way around. Um, I'm sorry he didn't beat up George a little bit more than pie face him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than, I mean, you know, listen, that's his hometown. It was the right way. They want to get Miz over as a big baby face. This was the way to go. Shane will probably explain his dad is right. What's best for business. I'm not placating to anybody anymore. AJ Kofi, I'm doing it my father's way. I can already picture what Shane's going to do. He's going to be like, we have to do what's best for the McMahons. I, I already know where they're going with this. So now the whole McMahon faction is heelish. Except for Triple H, who seems to be a babyface going after Batista. Yep. So that's kind of it's kind of weird, right, TT? Yeah. Um, and I and I I think I hope uh, it doesn't get weirder by having maybe Vince in the corner of Shane and Mister Miz in the corner of Miz. Yeah. I don't think I want to see that. I mean, the Miz's father seems like a very nice man, and you know I'm not going to disrespect Miz by making fun of his father, but his father is not an actor. His father looks like a total goof out there. And, you know, after Miz got the shit knocked out of him from Shane, you know, you got Miz's father standing over him 
And the best way I could describe it is, is it, he looked like if you went to a foreign country for the first time and you sat down for a meal and everything on the plate just looked like foreign. You didn't know what you're supposed to eat. You don't know if you're supposed to stick your fork in it or if you're supposed to crack something open. He's looking over his son like he's like, observing a foreign meal and he's like what am i supposed to do and he's looking around it's just it's just uh, i i don't know i mean shane smudging you know squeezing his face i like that i like that and yeah, no, i agree with you i agree with you i mean again they were further in a the storyline they went a different way than we most thought it was going to go and um again what it's going to be is shane just doing what's best for business and you know, sick and tired of Miz, and it'll be interesting to see Miz over as a top babyface. This will be—I know he's been a babyface before to a degree, mm. but this is going to elevate him, I think. But I don't know how many people are really looking forward to this match, though. It should be interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Shane's daredevil shit, and Miz is the baby. It's just going to be a little bit different than Shane's uh, more recent WrestleMania matches. Sure, he was clearly the babyface. Well, AJ. Undertaker and such, you know. Yeah. Well, with the the next season of Mister and Misses, they want Miz to be, you know, popular babyface. Um, and if you really look at the reality shows related to WWE, Miz and Misses seems to be on a whole bunch of positive momentum. And then you look at Total Bellas, and it's like, what's the storyline? Oh, should I get a boob job? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, should, should we have possibly another child? You know, yeah. what are you gonna name this one, Goose? You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I'm happy for Daniel Bryan. He found the love of his life. I always preferred Brie Bella over Nikki Bella. It's nothing personal, but why the fuck do I care? Like if they're contemplating another child, why do I care if Nikki Bella or Brie Bella decides she's going to retire? What do I care if a fucking 40 year old woman is going on a date and everything's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's nothing about like Ms. and Mrs. This is what it, this is what it feels like to me. And I don't watch any of these reality shows, but I see little glimpses here and there, bits and pieces because my girlfriend watches it. What I get my reaction of these shows is that Miz and Maurice look like they're having fun. Like they're just goofing around, having fun, very likable. And the Bellas, it feels like heroin addicts that need to be in the spotlight, that need to be on E, that need to have a fucking reality show, that need to have that camera on them. And, you know, I think it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. No, I think it does. You're, you're absolutely right. You know, again, you know, I don't know if you want to do from start to finish. Sure. Were you able to watch the whole pay-per-view? Yes, I did. Okay, you watched on me too. Yeah. Uh, so that's I'm so going a little bit back there. But yeah, the, the further storylines, I think, was from the get-go. Obviously, you know, there was interesting, DT, getting to the uh, some of the things that went on. Do you see an alliance forming with uh, Shane having a stable of like heavy, uh, like heavy hitters going after people like Nakamura, Rusev? The bar, guys like that going after the baby faces now on SmackDown? I don't see Shane being the one do, doing it, but I remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, we joked that it felt like the League of Urinations was being recreated. Yeah, um, that's true. That's a good point. The four of those guys, you're right. It's very possible that that could happen. I mean, lately it feels like Cesaro and Sheamus, their role is is to help get some of these younger guys over. That's that's all it feels like they've been doing for the last month, month and a half. And their stock 
is not damaged in any way because, you know, Cesaro is obviously a great talent. Sheamus, you know, you've heard the rumors of the spinal stenosis, and he's had some issues here and there. So they're trying to get some of these younger guys over. I agree with a lot of people. I mean, I like the team of Alistair Black and Ricochet, but it it just does, it feels like a makeshift team. Last week, they still had the NXT logo, you know, next to the names when they came out. I still feel like, you know, this, this is just to get a little bit of a jolt into the brand with some, you know, talent bringing them up for a cup of coffee. But I just don't see Black and Ricochet as a long-term team. I see them splitting up. Alistair Black just, it doesn't feel like it fits in. I know they do that little thing where one flips upside down and the other one sits on his ass and, you know, it's it's cool. But, eh, you know, I still, I don't like them as a tag team. It's a makeshift No, I don't. I don't like it either. I'm sorry. They're, they're, I was thinking that they're just trying to get them over with the fans, and then they'll split them up. I don't know if they have faith in them because they're small or smaller than small than. I mean, they're bigger than Finn Balor, but smaller than a lot of the top guys there in the ring. They put them in the ring tonight with guys that are around their size. Mm. Uh, obvi- obviously, you know the revival. God bless the revival. You know the only team, the only championship team who gets the least reaction out of the three teams. Yeah. They just the, the crowd just went dead. I mean they weren't so big for the glorious team, but at least they got a little bit of reaction. But the revival come out and just DD, it's still crickets. Yeah. It uh, out of everybody that's been brought up to the main roster, it seems like Ricochet and Alistair Black have caught on with the fans the most. Um, you know. I I like Ricochet. Um, he definitely is very likable, you know, as far as a personality goes. He's got a ton of ability. You know, they keep seeing these promos about, you know, living your dreams and dreams and dreams and dreams and more dreams and dreams and dreams and dreams and dreams. It's like, you know, you know I, I, all right, enough. You know, I know he's only been on the main roster for a short period of time, but, you know, it, these matches have to tell a story. And, you know, there's a lot of flips and there's a lot of, you know, crazy moves. And that that movie did tonight looked beautiful when he jumped over the the ring post. You know, but there's got to be a little bit of psycho- psychology as well. And Alistair Black has that dark psychology, but it doesn't resonate when he's got Ricochet as his tag team partner. Right. That's true. So... But uh, pre-show tonight, we had it open up with Sam Roberts, Beth Phoenix, the coach, and David Otunga for the second hour of the pre-show. Uh, Beth Phoenix was out. Christian was in. It was nice to see Christian. No, um, they changed some of the matches tonight. Uh, for everybody that took part in the Patreon predictions contest, we originally were told Rey Mysterio and Andrade were going to have a match that was changed to a four-way tonight for the U.S. title. So all the confidence points that were chosen for that match, you will get half of your confidence points no matter what. Um, another change tonight, there was uh, supposed to be Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens one-on-one. And they did this segment with Vince where he changed it to a three-way. So everyone who... Uh, participated in the contest, you'll get half your points for that match as well. But, you know, early on, you know, they they announced it's going to be Ray versus Andrade versus Joe versus Truth for the U.S. title tonight. I don't know why they didn't just advertise that leading into tonight because I thought it was probably, you know, close to the best match on the card, in my opinion. 
the, right. the three-way was great. Mustafa Ali, I felt bad about early on, but it seemed like, you know, the fans were, um, I think they realized, like, look, you know, we, we want Kofi Kingston, but don't take it out on Mustafa Ali. But um, I don't know why they didn't advertise this match. I don't know, you know, why <coughs> they did the booking they did today, saying that, you know, Vince calls Kofi to his office, you know, and Kofi's standing there outside for an hour, and Vince is like, oh, I'm waiting for you for an hour. And then he says, yeah, tonight's going to be a triple threat match. And then instead, we get Kofi versus Cesaro and Sheamus in a handicap match. That's pretty much it. That's what we got. I mean, I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't know Ali was going to be on at all. I didn't even hear a rumor about that. No. But, um, you know, it's it, 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 it was what it was. The dark match or the pre-show match that we got tonight was New Day versus Shinsuke and Rusev. And two, two little moves. I know it's nitpicking, but two things I did not like tonight. One took place in this match. One took place in the women's tag team match. But... Seeing Rusev put, you know, his version of the camel clutch on Xavier Woods and nothing against Xavier Woods, but suspension of disbelief. Xavier Woods somehow is able to pull Rusev's body towards the rope. It's just, I, that's, it's not believable. No. And basically this match, a lot of the matches tonight felt like raw matches. This one included, um, the match basically ended shortly after uh, Rusev had Woods in a camel clutch. Uh, Xavier Woods, you know, somehow got to the ropes. 30 seconds later, you see um, Biggie and Xavier Woods giving Rusev the up, up, down, down, one, two, three, it's over. Yeah, no, that's true. After the I match. Really, I, yeah, I mean, again. No, after the match, you know, they, they basically got attacked a little bit and... You know, it's just, I don't know. I just was not feeling this match at all. I just don't know what the purpose this was. I agree with you. It feels like, you know, there is possibly going to be a new League of Urinations faction. But, yeah. you know, just, I don't know. What would you think of this match? It was okay. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get, I know the New Day has always been over. I'm, I'm not denying that. I guess I just haven't really been paying attention that they're, now, like, such an integral part of the show. You know what I mean, DT? Like, where the, the, everything lies on Kofi. Every time they appear in camera, there's a big pop from the audience now. And it was always there. I just guess it's been going on for a long time. I, I didn't really notice it. It's more noticeable now. Every time the New Day make an appearance of Kofi backstage, whatever, it's like, I'm not going to say it's like Steve Austin, but it's a big pop. And it's like, you know, the crowd's going nuts. And I know that's the narrative right now. Get behind Kofi. Get behind the New Day. I'm really not that on board with it. Not yet, because I really have never been a New Day fan. I understand their importance to the show. They're like a modern-day DX in a lot of ways. It's like really an African-American version of DX when you think about it, DT. Is that fair to say? Um, I don't know if they're going to break out like Shawn Michaels and Triple H, but, you know, I mean, I don't know if there's individuals in it like that. But it's a fun group that's over. That's, what, in their fourth year now, DT? As DX, oh, more uh, than that. They gotta more be, than that? Okay, yeah, it's got to be more than that. Year? It's got to be four five. or five. Okay, four or five years. But, again, now they've become this integral part of – anything now that anything that Kofi could be involved is a big deal because he could go after the championship and actually it's lit a fire under the championship on SmackDown DT because let's be honest it's been kind of bland over there with the with the world title um but uh but so yeah so not just Kofi they're going to keep it seems to me Big E and Xavier hot too 
by them winning tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think they're going to keep them all. They're all going to be hot. Almost it reminds me of DX, how Billy Gunn and Road Dogg would win. Then Triple H would get a big win. Xbox would get, It's starting to remind me of that a little bit. It's like a rated G version of DX. Yeah, I like mean. a rated G version of DX. Like, yeah, that, that's what I think it is. I never said that before. I've never compared the new day to DX. It just struck me tonight where it's the, all three are still hot on a roll and important parts of the show. No one's being buried in that group, so to speak. Um, it's not all about Kofi and not about those two other guys. They're finding a way to make them all important. Like I said, I'm, I'm just noticing their importance again on the show. Yeah, I'm just surprised that Big E's not getting any, you know, like consideration for heavyweight title run. It just does not compute for me. This guy, even if he doesn't succeed in winning the heavyweight title, I just don't get why they haven't pulled the trigger up to this point. Uh, I, I I always la I'm laughing because I'm looking at the chat and when Ben says because of Kofi's years of service or something I'm like I, I, here's my thing with that narrative DT when a lot of people have been there for a long time I don't I'm not on board with that because of his good company man they're paying him back DT do you think he's just the guy at the moment there's, there's no oh, yeah. thing behind it that there's a like there's like it's an employee of the month kind of thing I don't think WWE even acts like that it, it, look when Rusev got crazy momentum for Rusev day you know what did WWE do with it they really didn't do much with it WWE you know like WWE you know they see the fans that are behind coffee and um you know he's been there for a long time very very likable no controversy no drama no nothing um, I just don't know if I can buy him as a heavyweight champion. Uh, maybe for a short period of time, but it just feels like, okay, you know, they, you know what this feels like more than anything? It feels like they don't have that much for Daniel Bryan for WrestleMania. So instead of building around Daniel Bryan and, you know, really giving him like a high profile match, instead it's the opposite. It's, all right, let's, Give the fans, you know, Kofi Kingston for heavyweight title shot because the fans are behind him. He's very popular right now. He's always been popular, right. but they're chanting yeah. his name more than more than they've done in the past. Exactly. But at the end of the day, I don't see them changing the heavyweight title status at all. I feel like Daniel Bryan will retain, and you know, just. Not saying coffee will be brought back down to earth, but you might see some tag matches here and there. You might see a little bit of, you know, just I just don't see them going that way with uh, with coffee. Um, what, what do you think? Well, I'm sorry. What do you think about Kevin Owens? Uh, he's in a no nowhere's land right now, like kind of a no win situation, don't you think? Well, the, you know what it is. This is the first time that he has been uh, a babyface for the most part, yeah. so they're still you know, testing the waters with that. Because remember, a lot of people thought that they were going to do this imperfect thing when he was throwing gutter balls and dropping stuff on the floor and, no. you know, like being like, a, as I said a, several weeks ago, like a common man. Um, so they're still trying to figure out where to go with this. Um, by them putting Mustafa Ali in a match today, that was done, obviously, so Kevin Owens didn't have to be the one pinned tonight. Again, I just don't understand, you know, maybe, okay, Mustafa Ali, you know, you wanted the fans to think that they were going to get, you know, one-on-one -on -one or maybe Coffee would be thrown into the mix after all tonight. But, um, you know, the other match, I still don't get why they couldn't just announce the fallway for the U.S. title. 
Um, but pay-per-view opens up, uh, the Usos versus Miz and Shane. Um, I, I thought it was a great match. Crowd was into it. They were chanting Miz is awesome early on, and obviously that's his hometown. I think it's Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, there was one really cool moment where Shane McMahon went to do the coast-to-coast and Jay Uso was standing on the top rope and wanted to do the splash onto Miz. So you got Shane on one corner, standing on the top of the the, the turnbuckle, ready to do coast to coast. Jay Uso's on the other turnbuckle, ready to do the splash on Miz. So Jay tries to hit the splash. Shane decides he's going to intercept and just connected, seemed really, really hard on Jay Uso's knees or his, his oh, yeah. shin area. But uh, it was a good match. You know, unfortunately, I don't know what the fuck that was at the end that somehow Miz's father was telling Miz to do a frog splash. So Miz yeah, tries yeah. to do the frog splash and he uh, he gets need in the midsection for his, for his troubles. And next thing you know, he is pinned one, two, three. Um, once again, they're walking up the rampway. Around ringside, you know, rubbing Miz's head and just almost a carbon copy of the last pay-per-view. But this time, Shane McMahon attacks Miz from behind, you know, gives him some nice-looking shots. Some of them look like they connected really well. The fucking millennial standing in the front row, I wanted somebody to punch them in the mouth. There was one guy that's like, you know, go to hell, Shane, and he's got this like smile on his face like oh you know he noticed me it just i did not like that and miz's father i have no sympathy for whatsoever (laughs) i don't know what the fuck the purpose is for for getting him involved with this but you know this is obviously going to set up something for wrestlemania yeah, again, <clears throat> I don't think anybody predicted this was going to be a reversal. We all thought for sure Miz was going to be the bad guy. <clears throat> I had no idea Shane was going to be, but I was glad that they did do it the way they did it. Shane hasn't been a heel, someone said, in 13, 15 years or something like that. Someone was saying that. I don't really know when was the last time Shane was actually a heel, but it's been quite – not since his return he hasn't been a heel, which has been a few years now. So it's it's the way to go, and I think it's going to be Shane just agreeing with Vince that this is what we have to do. You know, we, we have to – you know, he has to get behind the family. So you got Stephanie, uh, Triple H. Like I said, Triple H is the odd man out. He's, uh, I guess he's a baby face for one angle. <laughs> but I don't know. They might even they might even flip that around where Batista is the baby face. So who knows? Batista's going to be on tomorrow night. So it'll be interesting to see what he says. Absolutely. Not wrong. Yeah. So uh, next match, I know you like her a lot. Um, Mandy uh, mm-hmm. facing Asuka. I thought this match was garbage. I mean, other than two yeah, pump knee strikes that Mandy Rose hit Oscar with, it, the match was quick. It ended uh, for people that took part in the contest. The unofficial official time is six minutes, 40 seconds. But how this match basically ended is early, early on, Sonya Deville is looking under the ring. And right. people are wondering why she's looking under the ring. She doesn't take anything. So that's early on. Then towards the very end, she looks under a different part of the ring, finds a kendo stick. So now she's got this kendo stick in her hand, and I'm saying to myself, this is going to be really fucking retarded because the referee is standing right in front of her. Um, Kendo sticks make very, very loud noise when you hit somebody with it. So uh, I'm saying I don't understand the purpose of this. So, But she doesn't use the kendo stick. Instead... She left the apron 
overlapping into the ring because when she lifted it up, you know, the, you had part of the apron yeah. basically inside the ring. So you have Mandy Rose thrown into the rope. She trips on that excess apron and Asuka hits her with the kick and gets the one, two, three. After the match is over, um, they tease the breakup between Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. You know, honestly, I just thought this match was garbage and... I don't really care if Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville split up. No, I thought for a second Mandy was going to haul off and hit her, but I'm like, they, they're not going to do that back-to-back with Shane just attacking. That's two two people turning and two angles back-to-back. They've never done that. So I, I thought that that was coming. And again, something's weird here. Mandy's supposed to be the beauty and the, and the, and the, and the badass is supposed to be Sonya. Sonya placates to Mandy and acts like she's afraid of her. Well, did you notice that, DT? Yeah. It's almost like, I'm sorry, did I touch her? I'm sorry. She's the badass. That was Mandy's supposed to be the beauty. Like I said, fire and desire. I, I don't, who's the fire here? I don't even know what Mandy, what Sonya's doing. Well, I'll tell you the funny thing. We, we should have, I'm glad we didn't mention it before because I think it fits in now. Before the pay-per-view started, they had a backstage segment where Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose were being interviewed. They were interrupted by EC3. EC3 was kind of making the moves on Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville is like dissing EC3 and she's like like making these sounds like get out of here and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, I I don't think they're going to do it, but I always wondered if they would possibly do a storyline where Sonya Deville has a crush on Mandy Rose. It's possible. I mean, they have a YouTube thing they do things in the, where they go around to each town and eat donuts. You ever see that? They do this yeah, donut thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they look like they're having fun. I mean, I, I don't have any problem they, they, with they the came up. They, they came up together on Tough Enough. They yes. came up together. Yeah. So, But this match was not good. And it felt like Oscar really had to take several steps down to be on the level with Mandy Rose. I like You know, Mandy's going to be a good star. She's on the right path, but she is nowhere ready to be uh, going for any type of title, in my opinion. You know, it reminds me of DT when Brock Lesnar had to face Bob Holly on a pay-per-view. Like, you know, like where yeah. you were kind of you like, Bob's a mid-carder. Like, he's not a t- getting a title match on a pay-per-view. That's why I kind of felt with Mandy. Well, where Bob was kind of established, but he was never going to go as high as mid-card. When yeah. Mandy wasn't ready and they, they put her with someone who was clearly – not in her league. The difference, you know, with, the difference oh. with Holly, though, is Holly came up in the mid-90s. He was Sparky yeah. Plug. Then they did you know, the Job Squad. Then they did Hardcore Holly. And Brock Lesnar, I think, came in in 02. So by then, Holly had already gone through. Uh, he was bombastic Bart. I mean, he did several different... Midnight Express. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was terrible. That was terrible. Mandy Rose... She hasn't been around that long, so so to me, you know, she's up and coming. It just feels like with Mandy Rose, she's not ready. Bob Holly just wasn't, you know, top guy, yeah. top guy. Period. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Next, kind of like a role versus. Yeah. Next, we had the backstage segment where uh, Mr. McMahon uh-huh. is talking to New Day. You have Biggie and Xavier trying to sell to Mr. McMahon that uh, Kofi should be put into the match. You know, make it a triple threat. So Mr. McMahon says, yes, tonight it's going to be a triple threat match for the heavyweight title. So now we're thinking that um, that's going to happen, you know, with Kofi. And they screwed up their lines a little bit because Mr. McMahon said, we're going to change it to a triple threat match. And that match starts right now. So it obviously wasn't a triple threat match. He, uh, Kofi goes to the ring. Biggie and Xavier Woods are banned from ringside. 
And next thing we know, we have the bar facing Kofi in a handicap match. Fans were not into it. I know that they know probably that Kofi's getting the WrestleMania title shot, but they weren't having it tonight. They were chanting boring. Um, Basically, it was just a squash. Double white noise for the one, two, three. After the match was over, or right towards the end of the match, even though they were banned from ringside, Biggie and Xavier Woods came out to try to do whatever they were going to do, and they were ambushed by uh, Rusev and Nakamura. Right. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if that turns into a faction in some way, shape, or form. But, you know, the fans were thinking, okay, Kofi is beat up, but he'll still be in the main event later on or, you know, one of the main events. He'll just be very banged up. And, hey, maybe he's going to overcome all the odds tonight and win the heavyweight title tonight. Just think about it. Xavier being set up by Mr. McMahon, being beat up by the bar and left literally for dead, and yet he still is in a match later and wins. So I think a lot of people thought that tonight. Yeah. So at this point, we have no (laughs) idea if Kofi is going to be in this match later on. I was under the impression that he would be. I thought he would be, too. Again, <clears throat> I thought it was a little too when McMahon was like, you're in a three-way. Go ahead. It starts now. Because I said to myself, DT, maybe you did, too. That match is now? Yeah. I was like, what, what? I was even saying, what, me and DT are starting at 10 o'clock tonight. I was even saying <laughs> to myself, wow, is this going again early? Wow, we're going to have an early ending for the pay-per-view again. Because I'm like, wow, right now is the big match? I was like, wow, okay. Uh, because I was counting on my hands. I'm like, wait a minute. There's this match, that match, that's now? So I knew there was something off right then when Kofi... Went first. I thought that was a little weird, too. So, again, I thought something was up. Obviously, the bar came out and did what they did to him, and they wanted to make I thought it was the same thing. Kofi was going to come out last minute and be that and win it with that kind of, you know, he's down, and this just shows the heart and desire he has. Instead, we got Mustafa Ali, who wasn't that well-received by the crowd. I was really, It was a little weird what happened tonight, actually. Yeah. See, my gut feeling was that Kofi um, was going to be in the match later, but he was going to obviously lose, and they were going to blame it on the fact that Mr. McMahon set him up, and then this would lead somehow to something at WrestleMania. I don't know who's going to be the person on the white horse that's going to come out and save the day for Kofi to give him a WrestleMania match. You know what I mean? I don't know who's going to be the one doing that. And by the way, Ben, in the chat, um, Don Cena may not be a patron, so uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm seeing that too. I'm seeing that too. He's saying he can't hear. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, maybe he is. I don't, I don't know. But um, so anyway, we have the next match, which was the tag title match. Um, the revival retain. Uh, I think you and I both predicted that they were going to retain for the the pay per view. Um, it was a decent match. Uh, again, I'm just not buying Ricochet and Alistair Black as a team. Um, you don't see heavy machinery, you know, getting the same type of a, a rub right now. You don't see Sanity. You don't see a lot of other teams, I think, that would have probably done a little bit more. And the funny thing about it is the commentators every week now keep bringing up that, oh, the, the you know, the, the WWE, the, the, the talent are upset that these upstarts are getting opportunities over them. It, it sounds dumb because WWE is the one that's doing it. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. an observation outside of the company, but... You know, they're very talented. I I think it's about time that Ricochet and Alistair Black split 
and who knows, maybe they'll have some type of a match at WrestleMania after all, but the Revival retained. There was a little concern that... Uh, I can't remember which one, but I, who which who got injured with the ribs, possibly, that they were trying to sell it? Tully. Uh, hey, right? <laughs> the crowd's uh, not into well, them. No, nah, DT, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I mix them up. Dash and Dawson. I yeah, I think it was I think it was Dash. Dash Wilder, that, uh, <laughs> Dash Wilder yeah. got it with the ribs. But um, I don't know. It just, uh, I, I want to see them succeed with the titles. I want them to have a nice extended run. But it just feels very lackluster so far. Yeah, it does. It feel, it's totally lackluster. And again, great team. They just no connection to the fans. And before anybody else tells me, but Kev, they're heels. Heels have connection. When you're a heel, you have connection to the fans. That's why they boo the fuck out of you or they catcall you, whatever. I mean, they, they scream and yell at you. They don't react. Indifference is the enemy to any sports entertainer. Right. Thank you. We had a couple of times tonight where Elias was going to perform he would basically, now he's just dissing, you know, random people. He dissed Becky, dissed Kofi, uh, dissed the crowd a little bit. I, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, you know, we'll get back to Elias towards the end because we had a little bit of uh, physical interaction with Elias and someone. But first, we had the women's tag team title match. Uh, for some reason, they were going to bring Beth Phoenix down to ringside so she could do some extra commentary as well. Uh, we later figured out why they did that, but I don't know. When I said earlier that I had a hard time suspension of disbelief believing Xavier Woods pulling Rusev's body while being in the camel clutch and pulling him to the ring, we got something similar in this match as well. Watching um, Bailey like manhandling these women, you know, Nia Jax and Tamina by herself and flipping them upside down. It's just hard to believe just for the science factor. I mean, Bailey is so small and these women are so huge in size. And it just, at some points, it just wasn't buying it. The match itself, I didn't think was good. Um, you know, Bailey and Sasha Banks retain. Now it looks like that they're going to go to SmackDown and maybe uh, maybe WWE's going to rotate with the exception of Mania that they're going to go to SmackDown for a match or two, then go to Raw, back and forth, back and forth. But after the match was over, it seemed like the match was very bland. And as soon as you know, the, the Weather Girls got pinned, it's like they immediately went for the attack to try to like change the the moment like it just i don't know it just didn't the match didn't click at all but they're attacking bailey they're attacking sasha banks i thought it was pretty funny how the announcers all got out of dodge behind the announcers table and they conveniently pulled all the chairs away so sasha banks wouldn't connect with a chair when she got flipped over but um bet phoenix basically was standing there like a deer in headlights she starts jaw jacking with tamina Next thing you know, Tamina and Nia Jax are beating the fuck out of Beth Phoenix. Natty tries to make the save. She gets beat down as well. And it kind of feels like Beth Phoenix may be wrestling at WrestleMania. Yeah, and I, I you know, and again, nothing against Natty personally. I just can't stand her uh, as far as the character goes. I just, when she comes out, it's just like, she, they continue to push her and talk about shoving someone down the throats at every angle as the veteran girl. But she was never that over. I mean, 
the only way they were going to get a big pop for a save for Beth Phoenix is if it was like Trish Stratus or somebody like that, or somebody like mega popular. Snatty is her partner. And DT, is Natty best friends with everybody? Ronda well, Rousey, Nikki Bella, everyone who can. Natty comes out. As you know, Dana Warrior. Natty is everyone's best friend. Everybody's best friend is Natty Nightheart. Well, everybody. This, this is how I look at it. There, it seems like they're going to do like a 10-woman tag match at the pay-per-view at WrestleMania. Right. And now because of the storyline with Ronda, and now she's playing the heel, it's like, okay, now it looks awkward with Natty coming out with Ronda Rousey. So who does Natty have? And she really right. doesn't have anybody. So they said, okay, you know, Beth Phoenix, will bring her back for WrestleMania. She still looks good, and she looks like she could still move. I mean, she's not old or anything Beth. like that. Yeah, Beth, yeah, she's young. She's so, about 40. Yeah. yeah, so instead of just telling Natty, you know, look, uh, sign autographs at Mania, go to Access, you know, we're not throwing you on the card this time. It's like, all right, we, who are we going to associate her with? All right, we'll put her with Beth Phoenix. Yeah, again, and I agree, and I, I know the Iconics came out in the beginning and were harassing Sam Roberts or whatever, so I know that they're not out of it yet either, DT. I think you're right, they're going to have this large tag team match for the titles. I think the Iconics will be in it. Natty and Beth, uh, Samoan Slaughterhouse, is that what they're called? Um, the, the two, and the, DT, again, you have to admit, Tamina continues to just look like just winded and old and just... Like almost like somebody's aunt that you take to the park to get your bike back, you know, you know what I mean? From bullies, so it's like your older aunt who used to be tough back in the day, and you drag her out of that. If you have a problem, you get her to go talk shit to somebody on the block. She looks she like just a, doesn't. She looks like a, she looks like a glow reject from the eighties now. She looks, I know, just, she looks like a biker I, chick. You know? <laughs> no, no, she I just looks. I know it just looks out of place. She shouldn't be that old. She came in with the Usos back in the day. Um, I don't know how old, and maybe someone in the chat room could tell us how old Tamina actually is. I'm going to guess 39, 40, maybe 41. But she looks like an old 40. If I'm 10 years older than her, she looks like an old 40. Um, again, I, I just don't know. I get it. They size up well, almost like a uh, the way Akeem and Bossman yeah, size up well. Twin Towers, I get it. They don't have anybody else that really sizes up height and look close to weight. That to me is not as large as uh, Naya, but they they – complement each other to a degree but naya looks a little bit too fast and quick and lively yeah i mean it's kind of lagging behind yeah you and know? to watch bailey like totally get the one up on both of them and they keep like missing and hitting ring post and hitting the floor and stumbling mm -hmm. around and then bailey actually flips over naya i'm like you know i i this is what i an example of what i say that I know they want the women to do the same thing as the men, but sometimes you have to also remember that you're, you're looking at a woman that's a buck twenty, and when you see yeah. a buck twenty doing something for a woman that's three hundred pounds, you know it just you have to be very careful of how you portray it on television. Even at some point too, and we'll get to the to the U.S. title match in a second. Even with Ray Ray with Samoa Joe to see Ray you know, get Samoa Joe into a DDT and he's totally flipped over. You know, it's just not believable. It's just a little too over the top. And there was a lot of repetition today. You had several matches where somebody's in the corner and another person, like, is in the corner and then the third person is on top of someone's shoulders and someone executes a move. They did that with the U.S. title match. They did it with the women's match. They did it with the, uh, the tag match. But, yeah. um, you know, we'll see what happens with Mania now with, with Beth and Natty. Um, 
you know, they want Naya and Tamina together because they want them like the Weather Girls. They want them to be similar in size, you know, like Twin Towers and shit like that. Yeah. Um, there's nobody else you could really put her with. Uh, so, you know, we'll see where it goes. I just think the payoff is going to be them splitting and nobody's going to care to see them face off on each other. But um, one match that we skipped over, the U.S. title match, uh, I actually enjoyed this match a lot, and I really appreciated R-Truth's work because R-Truth, the way he's been utilized for a long time, like you just felt like, you know, he's a good hand to have, but you thought maybe he couldn't keep up with Andrade and Rey Mysterio and even Samoa Joe to an extent, but, you know, R-Truth really, you know, held his own in this match. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if anybody's picked up on it yet. I find it funny every time he says it when he keeps saying that John Cena's his childhood idol. He's older than Cena. He is. I know. He's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a goof. And if you remember, they had a little bit of static when he was in Impact. Uh, I don't know if it was a work or whatever, but they worked that out. And he was uh, actually, he confronted Cena, if you remember, years ago mm-hmm. when he was uh, doing that tag team with uh, Miz. Yeah. Um, and he got a little bit of a push. He came out in that general's outfit, that southern general thing with McMahon's like, what, what are you doing? Like, was he doing Little Jimmy at that time also? Yeah, I don't know if Little Jimmy came into play a little bit after that. He was acting nuts, and he came out wearing a – he came out dressed like Tennessee Lee, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. That one time, and McMahon's like, what, what are you doing? And was, he was talking <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And that's when he was getting his push, and he was talking to somebody, and that's when Little Jimmy – yeah, I almost forgot about that, where he was actually getting a major push back in the day. Yeah, White Sox says Tamina's 41. Yeah, that sounds about right. It just, again, she just looks like, and, and that outfit probably doesn't help, you know, the, the, her mobility. I'm always afraid when she goes to the top rope, she's going to fall. I always think that she's not going to be able to keep her balance. Yeah, I felt that way with uh, Sasha Banks twice tonight. It, oh, like it look, yeah, it looked like that she was going to lose her balance and stuff. I mean, you know, the match was okay, but it wasn't, uh, it, it was just a hard sell. And if they, wow. if this is going to lead to the Iconics going for the belts next, it's like, I know the women's division, the, you know, this tag team division just started, but I don't know. It just is, it feels like the momentum is not there. But um, it's what, well, let me, is this true? Tamina was trained by Bret Hart? I don't know that. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. Put an LOL if you're joking around because I never heard that before. Yeah, I don't know. I I I think that probably would have been mentioned somewhere. Hey, you never know. Yeah, yeah, would, yeah. Would have heard, we would have heard that. You never know. <laughs> so oh, next we had the um, heavyweight title: uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Um, yeah. We originally thought that coffee was going to be coming out, but instead we got Mustafa Ali's music. No pop whatsoever. Mustafa Ali, great talent, you know, decent on the main roster. I, I kind of wished, and I know you said it as well, that he might have been better suited to go after Samoa Joe to try to get a little bit of revenge. Yeah. And he could have even got involved in that match today, but they decided to give him the opportunity since, you know, he got injured before, you know, the the, the, the last pay-per-view. But... Um, very little reaction at all. The fans wanted coffee. We've been saying forever that they were going to go to scenic route to mania and it wasn't going to change tonight. They're not going to blow their load and give the fans coffee tonight simply because they were chanting it. But um, the match was good. Uh, As it went on, it seemed to really get better and the fans were accepting Mustafa Ali being in the match early on. It felt like Batista. 
with yeah, the yes it movement. Yeah. It felt like, you know, what are we going to get next? Kofi's going to occupy SmackDown. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Imagine if that happened on SmackDown because, remember, if you got Vince as a heel and Shane is a heel, we don't know what the fuck Stephanie is. Triple H is busy with Batista. Who is going to be the person that's going to put Kofi in the match against Daniel Bryan at Mania? It w- wouldn't that be something if they try to do a, a fucking Occupy SmackDown on Tuesday? Yeah, no, I, I think I think so. Uh, someone's showing me that she was trained by Bret Hart. Well, okay, but interesting. I never heard that. I want to look that up. Yeah, someone just showed me like proof of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 you're right. I, that's going to be interesting. I don't know who's going to do that. I think uh, I get the Raw. It's not must see Raw and SmackDown, but it should be an interesting yeah. next two nights of wrestling. Yep. So, uh, but Daniel Bryan retains the title. Uh, Mustafa Ali was the one that was pinned. We had, uh, you know, we had a lot of interference from Eric Rowan. Um, you know, it, it, it was what it was. It wasn't a bad match, but a lot of Daniel Bryan's matches of of recent months have not been all that spectacular. You remember the matches he had with AJ Styles? They yeah. ended in ridiculous clusterfucks. He, um, he, I don't remember who his other opponent was, but he had a match against someone and it just did not live to, to any expectations. It just feels like this title is not being utilized. And you would think, especially with the bullshit that they did with Brock Lesnar with the universal title, at least have fans feel that this title and yeah, what they're doing with, you know, the, the, the planet's champion and this, this and that, but I don't know, just the caliber of matches have been a little bit less subpar, in my opinion. Like, they, put it this way, in the last six months, can anybody out there really uh, tell me a Daniel Bryan match that really stands out to them? Maybe the one against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, maybe that one. That's about it. Yeah. So, Daniel Bryan retains tonight. We'll see what happens on SmackDown now with Kofi. Uh, next, we have Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. Becky coming out fucking crippled, you know, limping over the top. You know, she's trying to get her offense in on Charlotte and it's halfway through. It's like, oh, shit, I forgot I'm supposed to limp. And then she's and I'm not criticizing Becky at all, but I still am not used to her talking in the third person like The Rock. And if you watch that video package hyping up this match tonight again, Becky Lynch talks too much monotone. The man vows to get to revenge the man <laughs> the man cannot take this anymore the man sounds like she's reading a book a book uh phrase yes like something from a book she sounds like she's reading from a book it's like you know story time with becky lynch she's like telling you know, like a night story and then it's yeah and it's, it, that's, a, that's a good uh, narrative that's a good uh, way to put it that yeah it's like. you know and then you'll see like one or two clips where She'll get a little bit, you know, um, animated, animated with her voice and everything. And, you know, it's just it's to me, it's a little too monotone, especially with what they've been doing online with her and Ronda Rousey. Like she should be like when when someone has nothing to lose, like they're trying to portray with her, like she's an injured animal that's just desperate and have nothing to lose. I'm sorry, but when an animal is injured or you're. You're in a battlefield and you're fucking, your leg was fucking blown off and you you yeah. just, you have passion. nothing to have lose. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to be like, 
I will get revenge on this ISIS member because the yeah, man like, cannot help. Wait till the man comes around. Wait till like the man. Like, the man is being screwed. The man did this. The man, the man. Like, and then out of nowhere, it sounds like she stepped on a fucking nail. And then all of a sudden, she's got energy for five seconds. And then it's the man. We'll, we'll get his comeuppance. <laughs> a little too much. And, little too and then much. the man had a snack and went to bed for the night. Yeah. And um, meanwhile, you go to Charlotte, and Charlotte, you know, when she's talking, she's emphasizing her words. Yeah. She's toying with the fans. She's loud. She's soft. She's teasing. She's very vocal in the match. Yeah. And if you really pay attention to what Becky says, it's like, you know, suspension of disbelief. You're being arrested from cops. You know, you're not going to be like... Well, you know, you know, her having a women's title, you should arrest her for that. That's that reminds me of when fucking Randy Orton used to cut the promos that were written for him. Like, yeah, you're like school today, you know, off. You know, come on, it's just, I don't know. I I don't like what they're doing with it. I think the third person stuff is a little too much. Um, I think Becky will win the title at Mania. I think yeah. that's the the right way to go, and. Um, you know, look, I, I apologize to everyone because I'm 99% certain I'm not going to be on tomorrow night to do the show, especially the way it's being described to me. And even if I want to, I mean, I just can't, like, pull news together and stuff like that. But, no, me and, me and Mish can do it. But so. next week, I will play that clip that you and I did almost seven weeks ago, I think it was, where we insisted that Charlotte be put in this main event to make it a three-way. And it's cool because I listened to it uh, last week, just to get the clip ready and everything that we said pretty much was on point of what ended up happening. I think Charlotte only adds to this match. She doesn't take away from it. Yeah, no, she does. I mean, again, you're right. They're, I mean, and all three women are very different, but you know, with uh, Rhonda, with the way she's been and now obviously healing it up and with the fake wrestling and all that bullshit. Uh, that's why I kind of wish you were on tomorrow night. We can talk about that, but you know, we can always talk about it Tuesday. Yeah, and you uh, know what? I got to address something very quick because I'm looking in the chat room and I see Ben saying that uh, us doing a pay-per-view recap right now is going against my rule of not doing shows in other people's time slots. What the fuck are you talking about? I've been doing pay-per-view recaps every fucking pay-per-view for the last two years. All right, I think we, since, since we're teaming up with Soup on the Discord, I think. No, but Soup has Mixler going. And as we said, Ben, and I know that you're you're not dumb, but not every single person that listens to Soup listens to us and vice versa. So, you know, the, the idea that you think that we're fucking taking time, I could see if we're using Mixler and they're not using it. So, you know, please, you know, don't, don't try to stir up shit because I had to address some of you when I did breakfast soup and blah, blah, blah last week. I mean, I know some people want to, you know, be cute with some of this stuff, but, you know, it's if you don't want to hear our show right now, listen to soup and vice versa. But there's no way that we can go with the idea that, oh, well, we're not going to do ours because everybody to come on. When we team up, when we team up with Soup on the Soup on yeah. the big night, on the big nights, and, on and Royal White Rumble Sox, and WrestleMania, and shit, yeah. White Sox, we've never been live before. Why the fuck you think we launched this Discord channel to make Patreons. it more accessible for patrons? If you don't want to hear us live, then we won't do it live anymore. How's that? We're trying to give you more, and you're complaining. 
This will be spliced in if you want to hear it on. Uh, well, this will be spliced into the show for everybody tomorrow. My God. I mean, you're, you're talking about maybe like three dozen people listening in live. I mean, he said he, miss, he misspoke. He misspoke. No, you didn't misspoke. Were you fucking Omar, that fucking politician? Yeah, she talked about the Jews. Oh, I, I misspoke. Yeah. <laughs> I just had but, fucking uh, surgery, and I, I wanted to fucking uh, do the recap man. tonight and giving people the opportunity to tune in live instead of having to wait for the download, and people are complaining? Well, Ben from G-Town said he picked this over soup. So You're not doing me no favors. <laughs> well, you can always, again, but this is spliced in for the general population tomorrow anyway, isn't it? Yes. Okay, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. If you listen to yeah. one or the other, you can always then hear soups, you know, you can listen to both. I mean, you know, listen to one or the yeah. other. Whatever. And I t had a long talk with Mish about this beforehand, and I made sure that there was there was no qualms about it. So, yeah. you know, appreciate the fact that we're trying to give people a little bit more. And, uh, you know, well, whatever. And this is for Patreon. This is for Patreons. This is for all you guys who are... You know, support the Patreon. This is not for the general populace. Right. Yeah, that's another thing you should realize too, Ben, is that Soup that's doing their recap right now, they're doing it for everybody, non-patrons right, also. Right. We're opening the channel just for patrons to have the opportunity to listen to us live instead of waiting for a download late at night and waiting the extra day. So, mm -hmm. you, you know... I, I don't I don't get what that was all about. But anyway, uh, just to finish it up, after the women's match, uh, it, well, let's mention how it ended. Basically, as we said earlier, Becky versus Charlotte, you know, nothing really noteworthy going on in the match, but you had Ronda Rousey run down to the ring. She hits Becky once. You know, right. you would think in suspension of disbelief and storyline, didn't Becky get her ass handed to her last week? She did, yeah. Why did she, she just did. stand there and laugh? You know, you know I guess because she just wanted to cause a DQ and just cause... Uh, right, but the minute right. she got the win, she should be tr trying to fucking beat the fuck out of Ronda Rousey for what Ronda did to her last week. I mean, she's just standing there and just looking at her and Charlotte's looking at Ronda Rousey and Ronda Rousey just got the smirk on her face. It was just like, just suspension of disbelief. If somebody fucking beat the fuck out of me and has been saying all this horrible shit about me online, and even though that person just caused me a DQ and gave me the opportunity to compete at Mania, um, I'm going to just stand there and just look at the person and let that person leave. I mean, at least fucking limp around like a gimp and try to act like you're trying to go after her, but you can't because you have crippled. And then this yeah. way, you know, you, you still don't get your revenge on her now and you have a pull apart or something. Just standing there watching it like, hey, what the hell just happened? I didn't like that. I did not like that at all. No, I'm not going to give us too much on the fast lane pay-per-view for something like that. Wait till WrestleMania. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Um, after this, we had uh, Elias come out, do another singing same segment. This time he gets uh, RKO out of nowhere from Randy Orton. And uh, at, right after that, AJ Styles hits Randy Orton with the phenomenal forearm. I don't know. You think they're going to go with AJ Styles and Randy Orton at WrestleMania? Yeah, I almost think it's a dead giveaway. Absolutely. That was, that was why they were there uh, last night for just that. And I think that's a great matchup. I don't know. They're both older guys, so who's going to put who over is a mystery to me. Uh, since they want to retain AJ, his contract is up in, in 30 days, I believe. So I think maybe AJ is going to go over on that one. Or yeah. maybe that was even the lore. You know, we'll get you a win over. Randy will put you over at WrestleMania. I'll, I'll even make a prediction. Uh, AJ will beat Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Orton will do the job. They're both uh, around the same 
status, in my opinion, of the company right now. Did you see in the pre-show when AJ Styles got interviewed when he was sitting next to like Sam Roberts and him, did you see his hair? Yeah, what about it? Did, just everyone out there, just go back and look at that. I'm looking at his hair and I'm like, no wonder why you're in, you're not in the fucking main event. He, he looked, I, he looked like, I don't, it just looked very, very feminine. It was different than normal. It, it, sock, I'm trying to see a picture. Oh, um, the soccer. Yeah, he's got the. You know, oh the, no, the no, soccer mom. Hair. He's no. He had the soccer mom, but this time around, it was like parted on the side, and he. It looked extremely feminine. I know it wasn't hallucinating. If you watch, go back with the pre-show and just watch him being interviewed. Maybe mm-hmm. someone could find a little screenshot of it. Something yeah, anybody up, in the Patreon chat, anybody can find Yeah, something Patreon. was up with his hair. I'm looking at it, I'm like, what the fuck is going on with his hair? It was just, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny, but... You know, <laughs> That's why you're not getting a push. I'm just like, <laughs> no wonder why you're in a, not in a match. Like, his fucking, I don't know what was up with his hair early on. It's, it's not like he had it in a ponytail and it just was drifted to the side. I don't know. It looked like he was going to do a photo shoot for some like women's magazine or something. Uh, Seriously. It, it, I got to get a screenshot of it so people could see what I'm talking about. His hair looked really, really odd during the pre-show. But uh, look any worse than Sam Roberts. Jesus. He, I, you know, he he's uh, safe. Him and Peter Rosenberg are safe. They know, WWE knows what to get from them. Sometimes I think Sam Roberts tries too hard and, you know, the, him going out of his way to keep saying over and over again that Dean Ambrose is quitting and he's not renewing his contract and he's not leaving, you know, he's not staying. And, you know, I know that they said 85 times tonight. That this is a, um, Okay, well, you know what? That, that okay, but you got to, I don't know, it's, you see on the right side of his hair you got there's a part there's a segment during this moment where his head is tilted a little bit and you actually see like where his ear is and it just looks very very weird it looks like he's wearing a hairpiece okay. yeah but um thank you Mike for posting that you're pretty close but there's definitely you know like a little bit more you have to you got to see like more towards his ear area you look at it, it looks like he's wearing a hairpiece so but anyway um main event Shield getting the win over Corbin, Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Uh-huh. Um, to me, it felt like a main event on Raw. It felt it like fun. it was fun. You know, should it have closed out the paper? Ah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Actually, if you, if, you, if you don't know that's a man, you might even think that's a woman. Look at that. It, it, what was that fucking cartoon character that had you know the dog that had all the hair and you never saw his Sam. eyes? Sam. Sam the dog. It looks Sam. like Sam the dog. Look at when that. He blow it up. What is he go? And he blow it up out of his face. Yeah. Look at look at his hair. He's got like his ear is like where his nose should be. It's just ah oh, man. I saw that earlier. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with his hair? I knew I wasn't. Yeah, he, can, he can maybe do it. Maybe a new look. AJ yeah. might. Maybe AJ might want to get a haircut. My God, a new look might update him a little bit. Yeah. Wear a fucking hat. I mean, seriously. Sure. And then you next <laughs> to fucking Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts thinks he looks like Shawn Michaels. You know that, right? No, he looks pretty horrible. He he thinks he looks like Shawn Michaels. Right. It, it, seriously, if you you actually, I don't know, I I I don't even pay attention to him no more. But um, the main event was fun. It felt like Sam it Roberts went. Looks like the miss, he looks like Dewey Robertson, the missing link. Yeah, I mean, you know, he looks like Larry from Larry from the Three Stooges. That's not a bad one, DJ. Actually, he does look a little like Larry. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. 
Main event felt like it went 10 minutes too long. Um, you know, it, but good, but good crowd heat though, DT. Yes, you know, it was a fun match. Back. This is awesome. We, you know, it was fun. It, it was, was a fun match. Um, the WWE saying seventy-seven times that this is the last time ever that Shield are teaming yeah. up together. Duh, don't buy into that. I'm not saying Dean Ambrose is staying, but. Three years from now, five years from now, how many times over the years, Kev, back in the 90s and the 2000s, last time ever, DX teaming up. Last time yeah, ever, I mean, that's, DX teaming up. Hey, look, up. you know, I've been in the music business, last Ozzy tour, last Molly Crew tour, last fucking Metallica. You hear this all the time. So, I mean, last Never McKit, last Kiss tour, I've heard for the last 20 years. So, I mean, wrestling does the same thing, too. I mean, they, you know, they milk it until, just like Shawn Michaels was never going to wrestle again, and then he wrestled on that overseas pay-per-view. Yep. Um, so you never, in wrestling, we all know you never say never, literally. Now, let me ask um, you this. Yeah. Um, Dean Ambrose, he's been on TV. We all early on wondered if he would be on TV at all if his contract is really running out. Mm-hmm. My question to you is, if he is still definitely taking time off and not resigning right now, do you mm-hmm. think that the way they went off the air today, doing, you know, the fist you know, with the shield, that that's the way that they should have his current WWE career end and do not put him on TV again? I don't know, because the scuttlebutt was that Roman was trying to convince him to stay in a real shoot kind of way, that backstage Seth and Roman are trying to convince him to stay. Uh, And listen, to put him in a major angle, I've listened to a bunch of different podcasts over the weekend while I was doing work. I got suspended by my job. That's another story. Uh, so I, got, I came home early and I was looking for stuff to do last night. I literally, I went to work and got sent home. Um, wow. I'll tell that story on Castle Chronicles. Oh, Dark Chronicles. I'll tell the yeah. story for Patreons. Um, so I came home. I was looking for stuff to do. I went on the chat for a little while. I said hello to everybody. I know you were probably out of it at that point. Um, and I listened to some podcasts and some people were saying that, and some of the notable ones, not like with the wrestlers. And they were saying that uh, that Dean, they would not, someone, I think Xbox was saying they would not put Dean in a, in a high profile match like that as a, here's your goodbye match. I think he's probably leaning towards staying and I'm in a good faith saying, listen, we're putting you in the main event. You have Roman's back. There's different things we can do. And uh, maybe, you know, the, the, uh, the sun's going to be brighter for him and they'll offer him a better deal. Unless there is something with Renee, there's a rumor of pregnancy, there's a rumor of her being taken off, announcing there's a lot of rumors going on with Renee and Dean. But I think that, I do believe that Roman uh, is trying to convince Dean to maybe stay. Um, but if he takes time off, I just don't see them, uh, DT, if you remember, it's, it's. I don't remember the last time they really put, any, put, yeah, put anybody, I know it's, it's a different time. But uh, he went from jobbing to EC3 a couple weeks ago to being in the main event tonight with his brother, well, so I don't get that. because they wanted Roman Reigns' return to be special. You know, they right. wanted to have one last reuniting. If you, if you pay attention to the storyline, and again, this is where Sam Roberts tries too hard. When Sam Roberts, doing a pre-show, says that them reuniting makes no sense at all because, you know, of what Dean Ambrose did and this and that, you know, and then the funny thing is, is that they, they would, when he was talking about the Miz and Shane's match, he said that, you know, that the Miz is like a 40 year old man. And why does he still have to prove stuff to his to his father? And I don't I don't remember who it was, but somebody, you know, obviously they're you know playing along like they're really shooting on each other. But mm-hmm. it was funny to hear somebody say um, you always try to like, you know, pl- you do please your parents and stuff like that. You know, it was just pre- it was lame. But. 
you know, when he's going out of his way and saying that, um, you know, that the, the reuniting makes no sense and this and that. No, it's it's basically Dean Ambrose is not resigning. He's taking time off. He's burnt out. He's lost some of his smile. And because Roman Reigns happened to be coming back at this particular time and because of everything with the Shield, they wanted to have one more match with all of them. Now, look, could he very well change his mind and stay? Absolutely. Do I think Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins are fucking texting him all the time saying like, dude, you got to stay, dude. Dude, come on, Man, dude, no. you got to stay, dude, dude. No, he's married now. He's, you know, got his own personal life. You know, Roman Reigns is married with children. And, you know, I don't think that anybody is going to tell him what he should do with his career one way or the other. I'm sure Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins both said to Dean Ambrose, look, we'd love to, for you to stick around in this and that. But I also feel that they would turn around and say, look, we respect whatever you decide to do. And, you know, if you take time off, you know, when the, we'll get the band back together down the line. Oh, yeah, that's I that's how I look at it. I personally think um, the idea that WWE would not showcase Dean Ambrose because he's leaving, I think, is a little ridiculous in this day and age, especially with all the news that came out. This is a feel-good moment, and if he is leaving... You know, it's a nice, you know, no storyline attached, easy way to have him go out and him going out. You know, yes, it takes the whole storyline from early this year and makes it all out the window because he turned on Seth. You know, they, they hated each other. This is an ad. How dare he say that about Reigns? And now they're back together. Sometimes it's like, all right, you know what? You know, I'll be the bigger man here. Let's get back together one last time. Um, let's see what happens with Dean Ambrose, but the idea that WWE would never do something like this, well, Dean Ambrose has been a company guy. Dean Ambrose is very likable. He's a very solitude guy, and, you know, he is married to Renee, but, you know, if he's leaving, he, you know, is still a company guy on the way out, and there's no reason why WWE would have to worry that he's going to be on TV and then all of a sudden, you know, grab the mic and say, AEW, you know he's not, he doesn't come off as a guy like I don't, that. I don't even think he's guy. Yeah, I don't even think he's going to AEW. I think if anything, he's just going to take some time off. And if maybe there's some credence to the Renee being pregnant or getting pregnant thing, there could be something to that. Did you hear about them taking Renee off? Uh, no, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I mean, I heard it from some of the more reputable shows. That's what uh, I've heard so much wacky shit from reputable people, and you know, I know I, that. <laughs> I, I, that's why I wish you were on tomorrow night. We talk, well, you can talk about Tuesday. Dave Meltzer got in some trouble uh, with uh, Nia Jax. You saw that? No, I didn't even see it. I was. Oh, you didn't see yeah, it? Oh, I didn't God, see Nia anything. Jax I came home this afternoon. Yeah, and I, I immediately. You know, it's it's as ridiculous as this sounds. It's like takes me about 15 minutes just to get out of bed because I can't like turn a certain way and it's not easy. Sitting up right now is where I have the least amount of pain, believe it or not. That's why I agreed to do this tonight. But you sound good, though, dude. You if you didn't even say anything was wrong, you know, like you I mean, because you've been sick and you sounded bad. Let me tell you something. But you you sound good. This I'm not going to lie to you. As soon as we're done over here, I'm going to be fucking in the other room yeah it's it's i'm on heavy heavy pain meds right now but but your voice is not altered at all i'm sure the chat room will agree with me no don't no. sound exactly the same yeah yeah i mean early this i'm not week, saying no that doesn't mean that you're not in pain but you're 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 uh poker voicing it very good as a poker face because like you can't tell 
you yeah, can't be- tell at all. Because I said to myself, if I sound like shit or if I sound like I can't do it, then I'm just not going to do it. And, um, you know, I did the history show earlier this week. And the funny thing is, is if you listen to the history show, I almost lost my voice. My voice, uh, but my voice was strained as a motherfucker earlier this week, and that sounded like shit. But um, no, I, I wanted to come on and I wanted to do the recap. Um, you know, sitting in front of a computer and pulling news and typing shit up is just something I can't do right now. Um, no, doing a no predictions sure. contest is not going to be fun, but my girl's going to help me compute with numbers. And now with Vince fucking changing some of these matches and I got to do half points, it's like, man, this was the wrong pay-per-view for them to start fucking with matches and shit. But, you know, but that was your pay-per-view. Um, mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten, what do you give it? I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. It was like nothing was, you know, terrible yeah, other than yeah, Mandy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it it was. Did it feel like the road to WrestleMania in a lot of ways? No, because the whole thing with the Shield tonight, none of that was road to WrestleMania, unless no. you hear the rumors of Roman Reigns versus Corbin, which I don't get why they would even dare think about that. Um, you know, I want to. Shout out everybody who's tuning in live and everybody in the download. And once again, you know, sorry for singling out Ben earlier, but the whole idea of opening up the channel on Discord is to give you the opportunity to actually listen to these shows live from now on, whether it be Castle Chronicles, Breakfast, anything. So, you know, we're not trying to, you know, take listeners away from anyone else. Well, whatever, whatever's for Patreon, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, the one thing, like I said, is right now, Soup is on Mixler, and they have about 1,400 people tuning in live. Right now, we're doing it for a couple of dozen on our Patrons. So, you know, if we went on Mixler and try, that's different, but we're not trying to compete with each other. It's just the pay-per-view ended, and we're doing a recap, and we're doing it like we always do. The only difference is, is we gave the opportunity for, for some of you out there to listen in live. That's all it is. So, you know, don't try to make controversies when it's not there. We're trying to give you more. And um, trust me, out of respect for Mish, because I have a world of respect for that man, I always run everything across to him before, you know, doing something, especially if he's got something on the burner with soup or anything related to his Patreon channel the same day. So I promise you, everyone, you know, we always, you know, make sure everything is cool in the gang before we do anything. So, and Ben's good people. Yeah, yeah, Ben Ben is a good guy. Yeah. So everybody is everybody is cool. So tomorrow it's mo- this is the way it's most likely to go. Me and Mish tomorrow, and then me and you and Mish, or me and you on Tuesday. Well, I mean, Mish is more than welcome to be on Tuesday as well. I'll be on me since it's just a SmackDown recap, so I don't have to prepare anything. Um, you know, just tomorrow is just going to be rough because you know I I'm supposed to be out of out of my office for like the next two weeks. I'm going in tomorrow for two hours. I have oh, to. You're actually go- I have to. I have no choice. I have customers that have policies that are canceling. I got someone who's uh, making changes on their policy, and I have to be there to sign off on it. So, as soon as we're done over here, I'm taking fucking an Ambien and uh, trying to pass out, and you know, just trying to do as much as I possibly can. But 
you know, it just sucks, man. You don't know what it feels like when you, you have your fucking intestines cut open. Oh, no, I, d- I did in 2002. I was in hospital. Nine, the, the hernia went wrong. I was in a hospital nine days. Yeah, but this, di- this was diverticulitis also. Oh, no, no, I get, I get that. But it was, thing. Oh, no, yeah, I'm I, not I, downplaying I, what I couldn't, you did. I couldn't, yeah, no, I couldn't walk. I couldn't. Yeah, it's I not couldn't fun. Do any, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do fucking anything at all. But you, I coughed. I, I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the worst right now. I have to I literally take a pillow and hold it against my chest and my stomach and then try to cough. How about like when you got when you got a piss like does it does it hurt? No, it doesn't hurt at all when I when I take a leak, but uh yeah. it's just they pumped so much fucking fluid inside me and so much air. Like I I no bullshit. I was actually 17 pounds heavier when I got home this morning uh well this afternoon compared to Friday. 17 really? pounds, yeah, because they give you these big pouches of f- water and fluid. Oh. They also put a lot of water inside you so your body doesn't go into shock. Your body knows that something is wrong. And um, they fill it up with air so they can maneuver around a little bit more. I'll tell you, I'm a little surprised that my throat is not hurting because they did an endoscopy also. Because, oh, they put the thing down? Yeah, they put the thing down there also. So I thank God, I mean... You know, I, I when I did the history show earlier this week and I was losing my voice, I thought about it, you know, Friday. I said, wow, if they do the endoscopy too, how the fuck am I even going to talk this weekend? But it's not too bad. But as long as, you know, I'm pain-free after everything is said and done, that's all I'm concerned about. Okay, well, send me and Mish the uh, shout-outs tomorrow. And we'll take yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, any final thoughts before we call it? No, I'm glad you're back. And like I said, you, I'm, I know you're in pain, but you sounded good. I didn't know how you were going to sound when we came on the show. I, I was even like saying, Dude, he's not coming on. Like I was even saying to myself, because I was looking for updates from you. I saw like about two hours before you had written something, commented on one of the matches, and you'd stop posting. Yeah, I was, and I was yeah. wondering, I'm like, well, he probably passed out. So I was I was just going to play it like if you could do it, you can do it. I was going to make a big deal out I of it. I figured it's an hour. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I don't have to do any prep or anything. So I, I said, okay, either I could do it or I don't do it. I'm not going to just, you know, wing it, but hey, we got it done. Yeah, we got it done, and tomorrow we'll cover all the news. We'll talk about everything that we need to talk about. And Tuesday we'll cover stuff. That yeah, we and later this week on one uh, of the other shows, I'll let everybody know a little bit more detailed as far as what happened and what I got done. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's a mess. I mean, it's just sucks. But, hey, bottom line is is that I'm home. You got it done. It's yeah. just done. Yeah. Exactly. So, so for, for the regular show, we go through the regular way, and on Patreon we go through this way. Yep. Okay, gotcha. All right. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, DT. Feel Take better. Care. Thank you. All right, bye. Later. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode, uh, this pay-per-view recap. And um, just as always, thank you for the support. Keep spreading the word, what we do. For everybody uh, that's listening live right now, if you're looking to download the episode, maybe you caught into the channel a little bit late. It'll be online in about five minutes. And just to let everybody know the schedule this week. I already have This Week in Wrestling History done, so that will be available for download for non-patrons on Monday night. Um, this week we have Castle uh, Dark Chronicles with Kevin Trez, uh, Breakfast with Blossie. I'm definitely going to do a small episode later this week. And uh, I'm thinking about bringing another episode of Blah 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 back, even though I did one on Thursday. So it looks like we'll do that as well. And that's it. The only difference this week really is uh, probably it'll be Mission Kev Monday night doing a DTKC show, and I'll be back on Tuesday doing the SmackDown recap and getting into whatever news and any comments that I wanted to throw in as well. So thank you, everyone, for the support. Thank you all for the well wishes. I appreciate it more than you can imagine. Even though I always say you don't have to send them, 
but I appreciate it. So I'm starting to ramble. Let me get out of here. And as always, follow me on Twitter at DonTonyD, the website DonTony.com. If you're on Patreon, you're more than welcome to type some comments underneath the post when I put this recap up. And, you know, maybe we'll get into a couple of your comments Tuesday when we do the uh, SmackDown show and other shit. So, all right, everyone, I will talk to you soon. Take care. Ciao. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's, because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com.